Today's daf is my cousin daf Chaf Dalid. We're holding on the top of Chaf Dalid Amral with a few lines from the top of the page, three lines from the top of the page. Today we're going to talk about first the Yisra of Tashmish Hamita for an Avel, and then we're going to go through a list of which Nihuge Avelus a person is allowed to observe on Shabbos and which Nihuge Avelus a person is not allowed to do to observe on Shabbos. And that's going to lead us into the discussion of Kriya and whether uh, Kriya is only Bishashimum or even sometimes we might even do Kriya later on, whether a person can ever be Korea multiple Begadim or it's just a one time deal that a person is Korea. The Gemara Naman Pez is going to discuss the various uh, protocols for Rahman al Burying children, at what age we give a normal levaya, at what age we do a spadim, at what age we do different uh, different things, how many people go out to bury a young child, Rahman al-Tislan. The Gemara is then going to go uh, go on to discuss how to cheshbin in yamim tovim to the count of shiva and shloshim. Meaning, let's say someone dies right before Rosh Hashanah, so how do we count in Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur? person dies before Sukkot, how do we count in Sukkot? And Shemini Atzeres says, a regal b'fnei atzmo, uh, how does uh, how does Shavuos figure in, this, uh, in, in in terms of counting uh, counting toward the Shloshim? So we're going to discuss all of these uh, all of these issues. Let us begin three lines from the top, Chaf Dalid Amr Aleph. Yasfi Rabbanon Kamei Rav Papa V'Kamri Mishmei Shmuel. The Rabbanon were sitting in front of Rav Papa and they were saying in the name of Shmuel, Avel Sheshimesh Mitasu Bimei Evlo Chayev Misav. In Avel during the days of his Avelus, during his Shiva, he's Chayiv Misa, meaning it's a particularly uh, disrespectful thing for a person to do to have Tashmashamita during the Avelus, more so than neglecting other Nihuge Avelus. Papa says, No, it's an Isser like any other other Isser of Shiva, and it was also said in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, it was not in the name of Shmuel, but it's an Isser like any other Isser. It's not that it's Chayv Misa, that's a little too harsh, it's a little too much to say that it's Chayv Misa. Why would it be more of a significant sense of, uh, of a violation of the Avelus than any of the other violations of Avelus? So uh, I was just thinking that maybe the idea that the Gemara says that uh, that Kfiya Samita is the fact that Mus Yuknin Nesatilam Bavonseyam Afachtiya that Rosh Baruch has given us at Selam El Kim and we're supposed to sort of cover that Selam El Kim because we have ruined the Selam El Kim with through our Averos and uh, Avelus is, is a is a result of our Ave, of our Averos so we we de-emphasize. Selim Elokim. Perhaps there's nothing, no greater, uh, no greater act of creating it Selim Elokim, of emphasizing Selim Elokim, than Tashmash Amita, because uh, to bring in a new Selim Elokim to the world is the is the act that most emphasizes Selim Elokim. So maybe that's why uh, Tashmash Amita is specifically emphasized as being a, a, a terrible violation of the Avelus. But Rav Papa says no, it's the same name of Yochanan. It's just also like any other Isser of Avelus. If you heard something in the name of Shmuel, you must be thinking of the following idea that you must have heard. If an Avel didn't grow his hair out, he cut his hair, and he was low pirim, he didn't tear his clothing, then he's Chayev Misa. Because the Pasuk says, that Moshe says to Aaron and the after the death of Nadav and Aviyu, that Roshechem Altifru, Vigdechem Losifromu, and then Losamusu. The implication is Ha'acher Shalopara Vishalopirem Chayev Misa. Meaning Moshe Rabbeinu was telling them, 
don't worry, even though I'm telling you to cut your hair and I'm telling you not to tear your clothing, you're still not going to die. The implication is that any other Avel that wouldn't observe these halachos of Avelos would die. And that's why, that's the, the source for the idea that one is Chayiv Misa, uncertain Nihuge Avelos for failure to observe certain Nihuge Avelos, but it's specifically these Nihuge Avelos that we say it about. Amr Rav from Barpapa, Tanab Avel Rabasi, Avel Asr L'Shavish Mitasi Bimei Avlo, that one person was Mishamishmita during the days of Avelus and a, a and pigs dragged his body. Some say Gviaso means Rashi quotes I think today is over here that Gviaso uh, means his aver that specifically that part of his body as a uh, to, to show a sign of uh, of of, of wh- where he violated the halacha where his uh, his violation was. There is a machlokus rishonim whether the the requirement of Kriya is Da'oraisa or only Da'rabanan. The Ritva just writes that from our Gemara it seems that it's Minatora because we, do, we, we have the Pasuk where Moshe Rabbeinu tells Aaron Elazar Samar not to be Poreh not to be Poreh, not to tear their, their clothing. So you see that generally speaking there is a Chiv to be Poreh. Otherwise why would, why would Moshe Rabbeinu need to instruct them during their Avelos not to be Poreh if there wasn't a built-in assumption that they would have to tear their clothing. So says the Ritva, you see from here a strong implication that Kriya is Daraisa. How, what, what mechanism the Torah never says to do Kriya, the only Pasuk we have is a Pasuk that says not to do it, but that's what we call a Lava Bamechlalasei. This is Moshe Rabbeinu telling them not to tear Kriya, which is the uh, sort of an assay, he's telling them what to do, and we learn from there that generally speaking, one has to one has to create. It's almost like an assay It's almost like the the opposite that Moshe Rabbeinu is telling them what not to do, and we see what a person is really supposed to do uh, in general. Now, the Ritva nevertheless says that it could be that the whole limud is not from the fact is it, the, the limud is not making the assumption that there's a chiyuv da oraisa to tear kriya, but maybe it's only telling them that even though the noig sheba olam that the minig is that when people observe Avelis in general in the world, not even a halacha, it's just the knowing Shabbat Olam is that people tear Kriya, you should know that you're not supposed to tear Kriya in this situation. So it may not be building off of an existing din, it may not be a din da'oraisa that we're working with, it could have just been that Moshe Rabbeinu was warning them not to tear Kriya like the minhag was to tear Kriya. And that's how the Ramban writes in Torah Sa'adam, the Ritva says it's machlokas keduma, whether Kriya is da'oraisa drabanan, this is one of the, this Gemara seems at first to be an indication that it's Daraisa, but he says that it's Ein Biyad of Lachriya, he doesn't have the ability to be Machriya in such a Shaila, whether Kriya is a Chiv Daraisa or Kriya is a Chiv Darabanan. Amr Shmuel, Pachaz Chova Nasar Rishos. If a person wants to remember which of the Nihuge Avelos one is uh, allowed to observe on Shabbos and which ones are a Chiyuv to observe on Shabbos, the way to remember it is the, the abbreviation Pachaz is a Chova, Nasar is Rishos. What does that mean? The Gemara explains. Prias Harosh, Chazaras Kerala Acharav, and Zikiva Samita Chova. Meaning, the, the, not, not which new Gavelis one must observe on Shabbos, but which new Gavelis one must cease to observe on Shabbos. So, Pachaz Chova means that there are three new Gavelis that a person must stop on Shabbos. 
Prius Harosh, Chazaras Kerala Chorov and Zikifas Amita. To, uh, to uncover the head, to undo the Atifas Harosh, to, is, is, is Prius Harosh, to, uh, take the torn beggar and turn it to the back, not have the tear in the front, and to stand the bed upright. One must do all of those things in advance of Shabbos because you can't observe those forms of Avelis on Shabbos. But, Ni'ilas Hasandal, Tashma Shamita, Rechitzit Yedayim, Raglayim, Vechamin, Arvis, Rishos. But, uh, wearing shoes and, and, and Tashma Shamita, and washing uh, Yedayim, Raglayim in warm water, that's all going to be Rishos. That is, uh, the, those are optional. One may observe those Nihugi Avelus on Shabbos. Rav says that even uncovering the Atifa, undoing the wrapping around one's head, is also a Rishos for Shabbos. One may leave the wrap there on Shabbos if he wants. Ushmuel, Maishna Nilos Asandal the Rishos, Delav Kaliyama Avidi Desaimi Mesanayu, Prius Roshnami Lav Kaliyama Avidi Demigli Rishayu. Shmuel said that Nilos Asandal's Rishos, one is allowed to stay without leather shoes on Shabbos if he wants, because that's not called Avelus Befarhesia, since not everybody always wears <coughs> leather shoes. Sometimes people don't wear leather shoes. Well, you could say the same thing with Prius Arosh. Not everyone always exposes their it's not going to be a, uh, a, a such a blatant violation of Avelis Befaras. Yeah, that should also be Rishos. It shouldn't be a Chova to undo an Atifas Harosh. So answers the Gemara, Shmuel Litamei, Shmuel Ligoz L'Shitaso, Dharma Shmuel, Kal Kera She'enu B'Shashchim Ameno Kera, V'Kal Atifa She'ena Katifas Yishmaelim, E'na Atifa. Shmuel has two comments. First one is about Kriya, and that's not really what we're focused on right now, although we will focus on that in a moment. The second comment is what we focus on right now, which is any atifa that's not done, ka'atifas yishme'elim, is not considered a fulfillment of atifas harosh. And therefore, as Rashi points out, since throughout the week that he's in Avel, he's mis'atef ba'atifas yishme'elim, if he does not remove that on Shabbos, it will be a blatant violation of avelus befarhesia, because nobody normally walks around with atifas yishme'elim. Wearing an atifas yishme'elim is a very obvious sign of avelus. Yes, some sort of atifas but not to the extent of Atifas Yishmaelim, which is a more elaborate form of Atifas Harosh. That would be Avelis Befarasya. What was the first comment of Shmuel? That any kara that's not Peshas Chimum is Eno Kara. Anytime a person tears his clothing and it's not at the time of the most, uh, of, of, of hearing of the, the death, where it's or not necessarily hearing of death, but of the most intense form of, uh, of overwhelming mourning, then there's no, there's no sense of there's no chiv of kriya. The chiv of kriya is only at such a moment where a person is overwhelmed with grief. That's the moment of kriya. The Gemara is going to get to that in a second. But the other, the, the, the other comment of Shmuel that we were uh, emphasizing now was that an atifa needs to be like an atifa zishmeil. And what exactly does that look like? Rav Nachman Rav Nachman demonstrated that the atifa zishmeil goes down to the, uh, to, to the, to the jawbone. That uh, uh, it's wrapped all around over his eyes, over his nose, all the way down to, to, where, the, to where the beard normally, normally is. Um, 
the uh, the, the the and what, what's Shitas Rav? So Rav Rav holds Priyas Harosh and Shabbos is Rishus. So Tosas Dibramaslu Shmuel explains in the name of Tosa Rav that Rav holds that Atifas Harosh, even if it's not like Atifas Ishmaelim, is considered an Atifa, and therefore there's nothing specially unique about the Atifa of Avelus. So if you keep that Atifa on on Shabbos, no one's going to see that it's a sign of Avelus. I mean, the whole reason Shmuel holds that it's a violation of Avelus Pafarasi to keep your Atifa is because it's such a strange Atifa you do. It's such an intense form of Atifa. Why does Rab think it's permissible to keep the Atifa on Shabbos? Because you don't have to do an Atifa Sishmeilim for Avelos. For Avelos, it could be a regular Atifa Sarosh. You don't need an Atifa Sishmeilim. The Ramban, however, disagrees with Tos. The Ramban writes that even according to Rav, one does require an Atifa, uh, atifa Sishmeilim. And nevertheless, he allows it on Shabbos because he holds that it's not Muchach when a person is Misatev by Atifa that he's doing it because of Avelis, because sometimes there are people that walk around with Atifas Ishmaelim, even Shalobizman Avelis, that Atifas Ishmaelim was somewhat of a style, it wasn't uh, popular amongst Jews maybe, but it was somewhat of a style, and therefore it's not such a clear violation of, uh, of, of Atifas Ishmael, of uh, Avelis Befarasi, rather. Now the uh, Tosos, when they quote the, 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 the explanation of the Tosos Rav, says that Stama Rav Shmuel Halach is like Rav, and therefore a person does not need to be Masatif Katifas Ishmaelim. Meaning Tosus understood that this is a machlokas between Rav and Shmuel, whether Atifas Ishmaelim is required for another says since it's a machlokas, we could paskan like Rav that there's no requirement for Atifas Ishmaelim. But the Gaonim paskan like Shmuel, that there's a mitzvah Lisatif Davka with Atifas Ishmaelim. So the Lukhara, the Sheet of the Gaonim, requires uh, is is very questionable. It breaks all the rules of Psakalacha. What are the rules of Psakalacha and Avelus? The first rule of Psakalacha and Avelus is Halacha Kidivre Mekel Ba'avel. So right away you should say we pass like Rav, you don't need a Tifis Ishmaelim. Second rule of Psakalacha in general, whenever you have a machlokas Rav and Shmuel, Hilchasa Kirav be Isuri. That whenever it's a din of Isr Vahetar, it's not a din of Dinim Amnus, we always pass like Rav. And Rav over here is saying that you don't require Atifas Yishma'elim. So why would it be that the Gaonim would paskin the Chumrah against Halacha Ketivrei Mekel Bavel and against Tilchsa Kirav Bi Isurei? So the, uh, the, the, the Gaonim could be explained in two ways, the Ritva points out. Either that even according to Rav, it's mitzvah l'satif kativas yishmeilim, meaning the gonim hold like the Ramban's understanding of the machlokas, not like Tos's understanding. Rav and Shmuel are not arguing whether an avol needs to do ativas yishmeilim. Of course he has to do ativas yishmeilim, and uh, that's why the Rav and Shmuel are only arguing whether uh, whether it's the ikuva on Shabbos or not, or that uh, that that over here the Allah is like Shmuel, since uh, Rav Nachman is a basra, and there's another klal in halacha of hilchsa kebasra'a. And apparently that's the dominant klal in halacha, overpowering halachic divra mekel ba'avel, which is somewhat surprising. That would overpower halachic divra mekel ba'avel and hilchsa karav suri but uh, but that that might be, says the Ritva, an explanation for the shita of the gaonim. Now um, the, the, further in the Gemara. Now Amr of Yaakov, Amr of Yochanan, lo shanu el she'in lo manal lemeraglav. This whole idea that we said that priyas harosh and Shabbos that you need to uncover the head on Shabbos to uh, to expose some of the face uh, as a way of showing 
showing that you're not observing Avelos, that's only if you're not also wearing shoes. But if a person happens to have shoes on his feet, so then everyone's going to know that he's not observing Avelos because he's wearing leather shoes, and therefore he can maintain his normal Atifa, even according to Shmuel. It would be permissible to maintain the normal Atifa as long as he has shoes on, on, on his feet. Now, if you look at Tosal, Tosal says, Why is it Tafka shoes that makes that big statement? Meaning, any of these Nihuge Avelos that aren't observed should make that same tema. We give this list of things that you have to do. Just you should really only have to do one of these things to show that you're not being knowing Avelos. Any one that, that makes a public statement that you are not an Avel should be enough. So he says, maybe shoes are more noticeable. Maybe that's something that's uh, that's a bigger deal to people that people are going to notice more more quickly. Than, uh, than than anything else. Now the uh, if if Rashi will be here when he talks about Priyas Harosh, Rashi writes that um, uh, and this loshana with Menalem uh, Braglav. So Rashi writes that the Priyas Harosh is only a chova when you don't have shoes. But if you do have shoes, then Menalem Mechichmalav that you're not an avel, and therefore the imbal is satev pitzina in bekachlum. That if a person wants to be misatev pitzina, so then a person is permitted to be misatev pitzina. Sounds like even according to uh, this, that Bifarhesia would still be Asalasatev, meaning wearing shoes is not going to allow an Atifa Bifarhesia. But why would that be a problem? Why would that be the case? If the whole point of wearing shoes is that everyone's going to see that the person is not an Avel, so why would we not allow an Atifa Sarosh? But Bifarhesia, everyone will see he's wearing shoes. What would the issue be? Rav Salvechik explains in his Shurim and Avelus on page uh, Pei Gimel in the Shurei Rav that Luchora, it seems that there are two Isurim in the din of Dvarim Shebefarhesia. That we often think of Dvarim Shebefarhesia, that you're not allowed to be knowing Avelis Befarhesia on Shabbos, and it's one halacha. He says, no, it's really two separate halachos. One is when a person is knowing his Avelis Befarhesia, and in, in that sense, it doesn't matter what type of Avelis it is. Any public demonstration of, of one's Avelis is a violation of Avelis Befarhesia. That's one halacha. But then there's another halacha of Avelis Befarhesia, and it's not about whether the particular Avel is being knowing what he is being knowing publicly, but it's about the type of Nihug Avelos that he's doing. This particular practice might be a public type practice. And therefore, even if he does it Bitsina, because it's considered, it's labeled a Davar Shebifarhesia, even though he happens to be doing a Bitsina, it would still be Asr to do, even Bitsina. So he says, that might be the Chilik between Pachaz and Nasar, according to Shmuel. That Pachaz are Dvarim Shebifarhesia, Be'ikr Chalos Shemam. These are things that are Farhesia type items. These are Farhesia type Nihugim. And therefore, they're going to be Asr to do, even if you're doing them bitsina, because they are labeled as as public type of uh, of, of actions, whereas nasar are dvarim in in their essence. So they're going to be mutter to do bitsina as long as you don't do them in a public place. But they're still going to be also to do in a public place as a violation of avelus b'farasya and shabbos, because every new gavelus is also to do in a public place. So maybe that's what Rashi means when Rashi says that even if a person has shoes on his feet, still it's also this atif b'farasya. He can only be Mesatev Pitsina, meaning the Nalim Baraglav only takes away the Chalos shame of Dover Shebifarhesia 
from Pachaz, but it's still usher to actually do it b'farhesia. Menal and Baraglav makes it something that's no longer considered a davar shebefarhesia, but it would still be something that's 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 usher to do actually b'farhesia. This uh, Salvedjik then goes on to question this approach based on the Gemara in, in in a few lines that we haven't seen yet. So let's see further. Kol kera she'inu b'shaschimu meino kera. So one of the statements that Shmuel had made was any kriya that a person tears that's not b'shaschimum, that's not at the time of the overwhelming grief is not a is not is not a, a proper kriya. So Frankumar, is that really true? Vamalei Shmuel nach nafshe de Rav karalei tracer money. Didn't they tell Shmuel that when they told Shmuel that Rav died, he tore twelve kriyas over the death of Rav? Amar azul gavra dava mistafina and he said that the reason he's tearing so much. So many Krios is because the man who he was always afraid of is now gone. Why was he always afraid of Rav? Rashi says, Mistafina mine Bekushios, that Rav would always ask him good kashas. He, 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 uh, there's uh, it's the first day of school, this is my, my Dafiomi coincidence for today. There are certain kids in each class, when they raise their hand, you, know, you better watch out because they're very, very sharp and you have to, you have to always, so you're always a little afraid, a good kind of afraid. So that's a Shmuel Tor Kriya over not having that, uh, that, that fear anymore in his life. He was, he was Mistafina mine of Rav, and now he didn't have anyone that could challenge him quite like that. They told Rabbi Yochanan that Rabbi Chanina died. He tore 13 different linen garments. And he said it's because the person that I'm afraid of is gone. Of all contexts, to quote this Gemara, it's interesting, Rav Menashe Klein in his Chuvus in Chelikir Alv Sim Kufiyodalit quotes this Gemara in discussing computer checking Stam, computer checking Sifrei Torah, Tfilin Mezuzos. So, why, why in the world does this have to do with. So, he says the biggest problem with the, he's not a huge fan of computer checking. He says, certainly to say it's a Chiyuv, that, that for sure you can't say. Because, where are you going to say that, they, that, that uh, the checking that was done for centuries wasn't a, a valid, valid checking, and now the way it's been done is no longer. A valid way to check to check stam, but he says he's not he's not convinced that it's a good thing either because a lot of times the concern is that if you rely too much on the computer in general people rely when when technology takes over people tend to just rely on the technology and they forget that we can't do things ourselves so uh, if you have the computer check the software is gonna is 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 not gonna be challenged and if he's not challenged then he's gonna just rely on the computer and it's always good to be challenged it's always good to be a little bit afraid because if you you know that, that it's up to you and that there's not a computer backup, then you're going to be a little bit afraid and it's a good kind of afraid because you want to you wanna know that someone might be able to hop you if you make a mistake. So he says, just like Shmuel used to be afraid of Rav, just like you have a, that, uh, that there's a good kind of afraid to, to, to be caught. It happens to be, the, the, Rav Shlomo Zalman writes, that, uh, that, the, that, that if you have the ability to do the computer checking, then you, you absolutely should do it because any Sefer Torah that, that doesn't have it has a cheskas kashros, but it's only chazaka. Whereas if you're able to do the computer checking, it's a vaday. It's a, you don't have to rely on a chazaka. It's better to use a vaday. Shlomo Zalman says in Ali Shlomo, better to have a vaday than a chazaka. I'm not sure if uh, that that fits the mitzvahs of computer checking, though. The computer check it's not like they just stick it through the computer and it catches everything. The computer flags like ten thousand things in the Sefer Torah, and then you have to look, and a sofer has to look at each one and click whether he wants to. It's not really a problem, and skip, or he wants to take a closer look or it is really a problem.
problem. One wrong click and the whole thing, meaning it's not like a vada, it's far from a vada. Some, some people are mocked with to double computer check. You know, it's, it's not a vada. It's, uh, it's still, there's a lot of human uh, element in it. But anyway, that has very little to do with our Gemara for real. So he said, so, but what, what, are we, what are we really saying in our Gemara over here? Now look at how many Krios they tore. You're going to tell me Krios only Bishas Chimum. It's only at the time of overwhelming grief. Then why are they tearing 12, 13 different pieces of clothing? And so Gemara Shaini Rabbanan, the Kivan, the Kol Shaita, Mitkri Shmatayu, Keshas Chimum Dami. Not with the Rabbanan, since every time they talk about the, the, what the Rabbanan say in learning, it's always considered to be a Shas Chimum. Because of that, it's always considered to be a, uh, a Shas Chimum for, uh, for the Rabbanan, unlike a relative. Now this is, uh, this, this is somewhat interesting, that we're saying that an Avel in general, though, can only tear B'Shas Chimum. Beyond that, it's never a proper time to tear. Frek tells us, wait a second, we had said in Davchaf Beis that Mishin is Damino Chalak Betoch Shiva, Afal Pishayinu Shas Chimum. That if a person uh, gets a, a piece of clothing, he gets an article of clothing, he wears an article of clothing during Shiva, even though it's no longer Shas Chimum, he still tears the clothing. So what's going on over here? Why over here are we saying, no, you only tear B'Shas Chimum? Says Tosos, Shema Davka Gon Shekara Kvar, Vachamari B'Shalokara Adayin. If he already tore Kriya once, so when he gets new clothing to replace the clothing that he tore, then he maybe he, he has to tear again. But if he never tore yet, so it's not Shaschim, you can't initiate Kriya when it's not Shaschimum. Inami tells suggests when he didn't have a, a shirt to tear originally, then he will have to tear even when, when he gets one, even if it's meaning almost the exact opposite. It really depends on the person and his emotional state. If a person is overwhelmed with grief at some other moment, at some key moment, other than the uh, the original moment of hearing of the death, that also could be considered a shas chimum. So uh, just like we have by the Rabbanon, the Raya is that we say with the Rabbanon, that since their learning is always being said over in the Beis Medrash, that creates a shas chimum because people feel, oy vey, look what we lost. So you can have that sense of shas chimum by relatives as well at different critical points in time. Amalei Ravan Barada Lerava. So back in the Gemara, Ravan Barada says to Rav, Amar Tamidach, Rav Tanya Avel Kol Shiva Korulafanov, that an Avel throughout the entire seven days of Shiva keeps the tear in front, Vimbala Hachlif Machlif Vikorea. And if he wants to switch his clothing, he can switch his clothing and he's, uh, and he's Korea, um, even though it's not Shaschimim anymore. Bishabis on Shabbos Korulachorov, the tear should be in the back, Vimbala Hachlif Machlif Veinokorea. And if he wants to switch, he, he, can, uh, he can switch, but, uh, and, and he doesn't have to be Korea. So, so isn't this also a, a, a raya that even though it's not shaschimum, you could be machlif vikorea that you still have to be korea if you change your clothing during the week, even though it's not shaschimum. And sugemar kitanyahi bekavod of viimo. That's only when it's of viimo where we say that even not shalob shaschimum. But on other uh, on other relatives, you're only korea b'shaschimum. Of viimo, it's uh, it's a more intense uh, form of avelus, and therefore the korea can happen even shalob shaschimum.
Shalom. So it seems from our Gemara, though, that uh, an Avel is able to change his clothing during the Shiva. It's just that he's going to have to tear the, the Begadim. So if an Avel is, getting, uh, is starting to feel gross from wearing dirty clothing, it sounds from the Gemara, no problem. As long as you have another shirt that you're willing to sacrifice and that you're willing to tear, then it's no problem. A person can put on the fresh shirt and, uh, and, and, and as long as he's willing, he's willing to tear it. Tosos on Ahmed Bey's over here quotes in the name of Rashi that we're talking about someone who wants to uh, who wants to wear begadim that were laundered before uh, before before he became an avel and you see that you are allowed to wear freshly laundered clothing as long as you didn't do the laundry while you were an avel. However, Tosa says that uh, if a person wants to switch clothing with something that's uh, that with, with new clothing, he has to wear something that's enum mechubas. Tosa disagrees with Rashi and he says so. What's our minhag? So he says the minhag nowadays is that you put on uh, clothing that was laundered but that someone else wore for yoma yomayim that someone wore yoma chatziyom someone else wore for a day or for a half a day and therefore it doesn't have that freshly laundered feel so if a person wants to do that during his avelos it's mutaradutol says that in fact was the minhag in, for, for us that's not the minhag during shiva by us the minhag during shiva is that a person doesn't change the clothing but that is our minhag during the nine days that there is the halacha of not to wear freshly laundered clothing throughout the nine days so we rely on that idea that it's not called freshly laundered if it was worn for uh, for a half a day. In Chuvas Rav Pa'olim, he writes, Lavdafka half a day. Beis Shalos, Fishalos, a couple of hours a person wears it, that would be fine. And then uh, you could put it away and then you could wear it throughout at any point during the nine days. It says, even if you remember on Shabbos, you could, that you didn't pre- remember to prepare uh, clothing for Shavu Shachal Tishbav, so you could still just change your shirt every two hours on Shabbos and then uh, you could use those shirts throughout the rest of the week. Osan Karan Misachno Ein Misachin. These tears that a person tears on the clothing that he changes into, is he allowed to sew those up? Meaning, we already dis- discussed the original beggar that a person tears for Kriya, whether he's allowed to sew it up or just patch it up a little bit, and only even then, only after Shiva. What about these tears? Can he sew them up? We can assume that Avod Ravoshia is one that said not to sew it up. Dam Ravoshia in Mesachin, because Ravoshia said in Mesachin. Miman Shmiele, lav me Avua. Probably he got that from his father, so probably it's the Avod Ravoshia who said in Mesachin. Says more no, lo mi Barkapara Rabbi Shmiele. He could have gotten it from Barkapara, his Rabbi, meaning it was a machlokus between his Rabbi and his father. So we don't know which shita he was following when he said in Mesachin. The Avil could walk around wearing the unkuli, his torn garment, in his house. Meaning even on Shabbos, because it's Pitsina. That he was uh, wearing his cloth over his head on Shabbos in his house, and he was walking around like that. Don't you hold in Avils Peshabbos? How are you allowed to do this? The Dvarm Shabbat you're allowed to observe Avelis on Shabbos in, uh, when, when it comes to Dvarm Shabbat 
says Tosos, Pasuk Ba'alachos Gedolos Krabi Yochanan, La'afuke Mirav Yishmuel, Dhamad Al Tashu Shamita Roshos, Dvarm Shabitzinahu. He says, We pass like Rabbi Yochanan that all Dvarm Shabitzinah are knowing. Uparakam Tiksubis Nami Kamar Lama Sayyidah, that Rabbi Yochanan, Dabai Veravas Savri Kavasei, that we pass we are Machmir on Dvarm Shabitzinah. One must observe Dvarm Shabitzinah, Tashu Shamita, for an Avil during Shiva is Asr even on Shabbos. I, Frechtosos, whatever happened to Allah Gedivrei Mekel Ba'avel, shouldn't we follow the more lenient opinion? Why are we asering Dvarm Shabitzina like Rabbi Yochanan against all the other Amoraim? So this is where Tosa says the Yisod that he develops in Masechus Ksuvos. Yes, Halacha Gedivrei Mekel Ba'avel in a Machlokas Tanaim. This is a Machlokas Amoraim. By Machlokas Amoraim, we don't say Halacha Gedivrei Mekel Ba'avel, and that's why Dvarm Shabitzina are in fact Noheg on, uh, on, on Shabbos. There is a Machlokas we've shown him whether Dvarm Shabitzina are also Noheg on Regalim. Whether also knowing in Yom Tov, all the classical Rishonim quote this Machlokas, the Ramban, the Ritva, they quote that there was a group of Chachamim that held that Dvarm Shabitzina should be Noheg on Yom Tov, because why should Yom Tov be any different than Shabbos? Certainly, the, uh, the, the Yom Tov is not a more intense day than Shabbos is, so if even Shabbos we have to observe Dvarm Shabitzina, for sure Yom Tov we should. What's the counter? What's the flip side? The flip side is no, Yom Tov is Mafsik, the Avelis. Yom Tov is Eino Ola, Luminian Shavit stops the Avelis. Avelis is over when, uh, when Yom Tov comes and it doesn't count toward the Shiva. So even if a person did not yet observe the Shiva, let's say a person dies in Cholomoe, so there's still going to be days of Yom Tov afterwards. Even then, but Yom Tov is not counting toward the days of Shiva. So that's why you don't have to observe Dharma Shabbos and you're going to have a full Shiva afterwards. Whereas on Shabbos, this is one of the days of Shiva. So you have to actually observe Allah's of Avelis if you want to count it as a day of Shiva. That's why Dharma Shabbos and are knowing on Shabbos. That's the discussion the Rishonim have with relation to Dvarm Shabbatim. There's also three shittos about Purim, whether, uh, whether a person should be knowing any sort, sort of Avelis on, on Purim. The sheet of Maram Rutenberg and the Rosh is that Avelis is knowing on Dvarm Shabbatim on Purim, but not on Dvarm Shabbatim. That Purim is sort of treated like Shabbos, and, uh, the, the, because it, it, it counts toward the seven days of Shiva, just like Shabbos would count toward the seven days of Shiva. But there are other shittos from Rishonim as well. Anyway, that, but that's the sheet of the Rosh and Maram Rutenberg. In the Mishnah, Rabbi Lazar said that after the Churban Abayis, the Shavuos has a din like Shabbos. It no longer has a din of like a regal, where it's going to be Mavsik the Avelis, because it's not a seven day Yantif anymore. We don't have Karbonus anymore, where you have Tashlumen for seven days. That we actually paskin, he says, like Rav Gamliel. Some say Rav Gidlubar Menashe his comment on the follow, in the following context. For the entire, uh, if a baby is, is, dies within the first 30 days of his life, the baby is just carried out and he's buried with one woman and two men uh, carrying out uh, right to the outskirts of the town to the cemetery. But you can't send one man out with two women to the outskirts of town because that's going to be a violation of Yichud. Abishal says, that ah, you could even send one man and two women, even though the Mishnah says at the end of Masechus Kiddushin that Yichud with one man and two women is a violation of Yichud because women are, uh, are assumed not to be as embarrassed in front of each other so it's going to be a violation of Yichud Tosus points out over here, the Gemara Kiddushin explains that when it comes to burial Bishas Avelus, Titrida Shari, that when it comes to time of Avelus, where people are tarud, where people are not in the mood for 
these kinds of frivolous things, it's going to be muttered. That's the opinion of Abba Shaul. Nebuch, the baby within 30 days, they don't do Nichma Velim Beshura, where a million people line up and do the Nichma Velim. There is no Birchus Velim, the Bracha that we say out on the streets, uh, that the Gemara records in Mesechus Ksubos, nor is there Tanchume Avelim, Nichme Avelim in the, in, the, in the home. There's no regular uh, observance of mourning. But Ben Shloshim, if the child is 30 days old, then Yotzei B'duluskuma, then they carry him out in a box. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Lo D'luskuma, and he tells B'kasef, not a box that one person would carry on one shoulder, Ela and he tells B'kpayim, would be carried by hand, and therefore you would probably need two people to carry it. So it's a little more of a respectful way to carry. Va'omdin alav b'shura, and they have a they have nichum avelim b'shura. Va'omrim alav birchas avelim tanchumi avelim, and they do birchas avelim tanchumi avelim. Ben yud beis chodesh yotze b'mita. If the child is already twelve months old when he died, then he goes out in the normal way. They carry him out b'mita like they would carry anyone else. Rabbi Kiva Omer, who ben shana ve'evarv kaben shtaim, who ben shtaim ve'evarv kaben shana yotze b'mita. That he needs to be a two-year-old in some sense. Either he needs to be the size of a two-year-old, or he needs to actually be two years old in order to have the all of the normal, um, uh, the normal the, the, uh, levaya. Rabbi Shimon Elazar Amar Yotzei B'mita Rabbim Atzivin Alav Ein Yotzei B'mita Ein Rabbim Atzivin Alav. Why does it matter whether Yotzei B'mita? He says because when when one is Yotzei B'mita, that's when people really take their veils to heart. That's where they really feel the tsar. When he's not Yotzei B'mita, they don't necessarily feel that same tsar. Rabbi Lozman Azar Yomer Nikol Rabbim Rabbim if it's something that's a very public type of uh, levaya, then people will be involved in the uh, in, in the, the in, in, in the uh, with the avelim. But otherwise, the, the rabbim are not going to be misaskimo with the kavura. What's the halach about saying a hespid for a child? At what age is it appropriate to say a hespid for a child? I mean, what are you going to say? Rachman al son, uh, the little baby dies. He was so cute. He was so cute. He was so cute. What are you going to say over and over? So, uh, at what point does it make sense? To talk about the midos, to talk about something, to say a hasbid. It depends what type of family. If it's aniim, it's bnei shalosh because the ani is mitzdair more in his children because he doesn't have money to comfort him. This is the assumption. But ashirim bnei chamesh, ashirim when they're five years old. Rabbi Yudah Amr Mishmo aniim bnei chamesh, ashirim bnei sheish. That the numbers are five and six. U bnei zekenim kibnei aniim. Bnei zekenim are kibnei aniim because zekenim have a little more perspective and money, I assume it's because the Kedim have a little more perspective and money doesn't comfort them as much. Uh, that's what I would assume. That it's, uh, the ages are five and six. Now the Rush records over here, in, in the end of Simon Peiches over here, and the Kabbalah Sanal um, elaborates a little bit that if a Rachman son of child dies before his bris mila, then they give the baby a mila after death and they give him a name. This is something that we still do. People say they still do this. They give the baby a meal after death and they give the baby a name. And the reason is that he's going to have it, he's going to get up in Tchias HaMesim. So they wants to be rec- we want him to be recognized as a Jew in the time of Tchias HaMesim and that uh, there should be some sort of, that his, fa- his parents should know who he is, that he should have a name, he should be identified in the time of Tchias HaMesim. 
they don't make a big deal about it, meaning we don't uh, do a public spectacle of it, but it is something that's done very quietly, very privately, before the Kvura. When cheshbening the days of Avelis, one day before Shavuos, plus Shavuos already counts as 14 days toward the Shloshim. That's not your line, that's Rabbi Lazar Amar Aboshia's halacha. Rabbi Yitzchak Nafcha Akilu the Reish Kalusa Yomach Lefnei Atzeres Vatzeres Harik Al Arbaasar Same Alacha Shem Rav Sheish Asikvid Amar Atu Didayu the Rav Lazar Amroshia He Again Criticizing That He Should Have Quoted Where It Came From Dom Rav Lazar Amroshia Minayin Latzeres Sheish Lo Tashlumin Kol Shiva How Do We Know That There's Tashlumin For For Shvuos All Seven Days You Can Make Up The Karbanos Shnamer B'Chag Amatzos of Chag Shvuos Machag Amatzos Yesh Lo Tashlumin Kol Shiva Av Chag Shvuos Yesh Lo Tashlumin Kol Shiva Just Like The Karbanos Achag Could Be Brought On On Pesach Throughout The Week So Two Shvuos Can Be Brought Throughout The Week. If you count, if a person dies one day before Rosh Hashanah and then you have Rosh Hashanah, that also counts as 14 days of, uh, of, of the Shloshim. Then it should turn out that one day before Sukkot, plus the actual days of Sukkot, plus Shmini Atzeres, which is a regal before Atzmo, should total 21 days of the Shloshim. You should only have nine more days. Ravina equal the Surah de Paras. Ravina went to Surah de Paras. Amale Rav Chaviva mi Surah de Paras to Ravina. Rav Chaviva told him, Amar Mar, Yom Echlof Ner Roshan Roshana, Harekan Arba Asar. So uh, did, you, did you really say that, uh, that one day before Roshana plus Roshana counts as 14 days? Amale Anam Mistaver Kramangam Liel Huda Amina. I was just saying that it's Mistaver, like Ramangam Liel said, that it should count that way as uh, 14 days toward the Shloshim and therefore uh, significantly minimize the rest of the Shloshim. The, uh, the Rishonim already talk about but anyway, the Shloshim is going to end because of uh, Yom Kippur anyhow. So why do, you need to, uh, why do you need to have anything minimizing the Shloshim? Okay, that's a major discussion over here. The other Shloshim will pick up tomorrow at the Mishnah.